This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out alone with Bruce Marshall talking college football, his best bets each and every week here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. And Brucey, let's get right to it. You got a five pack for us. Let's go to the American Conference here. Kind of a nondescript game. That's where you specialize at Navy at home in Annapolis. Two and a half point favorites against the Pirates of East Carolina. Yeah, that's my middle name, nondescript. I love these games. We love them, uh, we love them uh, Jimmy. But uh, a couple things here. Uh, and Navy, you know, Aaron Taylor, we were last month doing the Air Force game uh, on TV uh, for uh, CBS Sports. And he said, you know, if, if this team gets bowl eligible, they might celebrate like uh, they got to the Super Bowl here in Annapolis. And, and they are within touching distance. They're four and five right now. They get this one, they're five and five. I mean, there was a real chance they could get bowl eligible. And from where this team started this season uh, with the coaching change and all that, uh, that's pretty good accomplishment. As it turns out, I mean, Newberry, uh, he, he was promoted, obviously, from defensive coordinator, but they look a lot like they did uh, certainly on offense, uh, uh, as they did with Coach Ken the last uh, few years. But they've balanced things out a little bit more. They're about a 6-to-1 run-pass ratio, heavy option, of course, and they've, uh, they've pulled back the throttle on the option a little bit. They're still about 4-to-1 uh, run-pass, but they are passing a little bit more effectively. They've Moved to uh, Xavier R line. They've rotated quarterbacks throughout the season. Lava Tai was in there for much, and R line has had experience in the past. But he's been in there lately, and, and a very good game last week against UAB at over 100 yards rushing, seven of ten passing. Navy terms, that's not too bad, and they won that game pretty handily. This defense, though, is the deal. Uh, they have allowed only 13 points per game in five home games this season. They really swarm on defense, and this could be a problem for ECU, which has played a little better lately. I'll give Mike Houston credit. He didn't win all those games at James Madison in the last few years at East Carolina by accident. But uh, Flynn, the quarterback, has not thrown a TD pass the last two weeks weeks under 200 yards uh, last week even though they got the win uh, uh, two weeks ago against Tulane and barely over 200 last week uh, in the win they got last week at Florida Atlantic so they're playing a little bit better three straight covers but the offense still ain't doing too much one other note this series for at, for what it's worth in recent years has been all Navy it was near Matalolo but like we said Navy's not too much different four wins and covers in a row for the mids against uh, East Carolina that goes back to seven in a row if you pull it back to 2012 so this series has been very awkward for East Carolina, and uh, Navy's doing it right now. So I'm going to lean to the midshipmen here in Annapolis and see if they can continue this late season surge. All right, the middies minus two and a half against East Carolina. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. All right, Rich Rod doing it again, man. He's wanted a bunch of different stops, including as a top assistant at Tulane and Clemson. Now he's doing it at Jacksonville State. In our preview, our Conference USA preview, we said that Jackson State, you know, making a move up, but 
they've won a lot of games, you know, at the lower level. Now they are seven and three straight up, seven, two, and one against the spread. And they're hosting Louisiana Tech under Sunday Sonny Cumbie, who has struggled this year. Minus nine, Jacksonville State, the Roosters at home against La Tech. Yeah, how about that, Jacksonville State? Uh, seven and three. Yeah, they won nine games last year, and uh, so they were ready for the step up. And uh, they're going to need some, you know, not uh, eligible unless some strange things happen for bowls. But uh, this year, but uh, they've done extremely, extremely well. The game against South Carolina a couple of weeks ago, maybe was their best effort of the season. They had the Gamecocks pinned in the second yes. half. They were ahead of them, the other Gamecocks. And it took a long touchdown pass from Rattler to pull it out for South Carolina. And South Carolina's playing better lately. So that's a good effort from uh, Jacksonville State. Uh, Zion Webb, their quarterback, this is a perfect Rich Rod quarterback. He's a dual threat, and that's who Rich Rod has flourished with throughout his career, quarterbacks who can do it both ways, both running and passing it. Webb has turned into a pretty good dual threat for him. But it's the other way here too, Jimmy. We've talked about it maybe here in Paradise before. I know on on our uh, radio shows we've talked about it too. Sonny Cumbie just ain't cutting it at, at La Tech. And uh, they, they, both sides of the line of scrimmage, they are sloppy offensively. Uh, bringing in Bachmeyer from Boise State did not uh, jumpstart this offense this season. The defense has been lax. Special teams not great. And we go back to, you know, be careful what you wish for. If you're a place like La Tech and you've got a coach who was winning pretty consistently, like Skip Holtz, getting you to bowl games, then you have one off year off of the COVID season and you decide it's time to make a change and bring Cumbie in here. This ain't working for La Tech, and it gets worse as it goes on here. Uh, the price is uh, still single digits here for Jacksonville State. I'm going to give Rich Rod a shot. This is kind of a go with and a definite go against the other way for La Tech. Yeah, Louisiana Tech is usually a solid program, uh, you know, at, at the uh, mid-major level, and it's just been bad. And, you know, as teams, uh, the players uh, do a lot of uh, poor uh, football IQ, uh, make decisions, uh, clock management at the end of halves leaves a lot to be desired. And just uh, in, you know, they – after Sam Houston State couldn't win forever, they won their last two. Well, one of those wins is against Louisiana Tech. All right, let's go to Kansas and Kansas State. This one is in Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas State, a road favorite here, Bruce. Eight points over uh, uh, Kansas in Lawrence. Now, it's all about the quarterbacks. That's one thing. Lance Leopold has done an uh, unbelievable job, a miraculous job in Lawrence, Kansas. Getting, uh, I mean, taking this thing over from scratch. In a you know a power five program, and well, he lost his star quarterback Daniels. Bean has been pretty good for a backup, and then he got knocked out very early in a Texas Tech game, and they stalled pretty good. Wasn't crazy about Leopold's clock management, and then way too rushed, leaving way too much uh, time on the clock when that was clearly going to be his last possession of the game. This is on prime time, seven o'clock Eastern time on FS1. Duh. Wildcats eight point road favorites. Yeah, a couple things here. Let's, first things first, Kansas quarterback situation, uh, being knocked out of the game. It looks like Daniels is not going to be able to go the rest of the season, and that really did hurt Kansas because, I mean, he was he was excellent, and they were really flying high with him. Bean, though, as we've mentioned before, not a bad backup, plenty of experience. He's in his sixth year. He started a couple of years at North Texas, and he's played a lot with Daniels Hurt at uh, Kansas. Uh, they can. He's very functional for them, but when he got knocked out last week, they had to go to Ballard, the third stringer, and the offense really, really slowed down then the thought is that they're hopeful 
that Bean will play. He was knocked out. Uh, if he gets out of protocols this week, and they think he probably will be, he will. He should play in this game, but they are crossing their fingers. We will see. I don't think it matters if, if it's Bean or Ballard. I'm looking against uh, Kansas here. You know, one thing that is carried over uh, from Bill Snyder to Chris Kleiman, uh, one of Snyder's edicts when he took over at Kansas State long ago was, first of all, I'm going to win the state. Then I'm going to worry about the rest of, you know, the Big 12 after that. It was the Big 8 when he first got there. But once he first uh, started to beat Kansas, he kept beating Kansas and kept beating Kansas and kept beating Kansas. And it was a it is a regional uh, uh, a joke almost how this series became so one-sided. Um Last the last four years since Kleiman has been there, he's done the same thing. He's won and covered all four against Kansas, and he's usually thumped them. I'd also point out later in the season, Kansas did struggle some last year, and right now, especially with the quarterback situation, it looks like some of the same things might be happening, uh, at least to a certain degree. Uh, they're not quite as uh, the sharp edge offensively, certainly as they were earlier in the season. One note about Kansas State here, or two notes. Uh, Will Howard, since Avery Johnson, the freshman, has been into the rotations at quarterback, it's not an every other series thing, but Kleiman's been spotting him in there. Uh, he's a good runner, but look at Howard's numbers the last few weeks. Last four games, 12 touchdown passes. He's on his best touchdown pass streak of his career, so he's really been hot. Last note, just in case, and we'll get to the, other, the, Iowa, the Texas game in a minute, Texas loses this week. Kansas State... This becomes a complete logjam in the Big uh, 12. It already is, but if you get Texas two losses, K-State's one of those teams with two losses, and there's four other ones going into this week. They are not out of the Big 12 title game picture by any means, and they've been playing really, really well, and they probably should have beat Texas a couple weeks ago. Series trends. I'm going to stick with the um, Wildcats here. Even in uh, in Lawrence, they seem to go down there. They don't mind where they, they'll play case. They'll play Kansas anywhere and beat them up. And that's what's been happening for a couple of decades now in this series. You talk about the logjam uh, leadership uh, with the uh, Big Twelve. Some discussions about changing the the tiebreaker system in the middle of the season. That's not good. And the other no. thing, both of these coaches on some lists as some jobs are opening up. Yes. Both of these guys at seven and three. Of course, yes. Kansas State defending Big Twelve champions and in Leipold, a miracle job. Won six games. They're already at seven and three this year. Another improvement. What a job both of these guys have been doing at their respective schools. All right. Now we get to the hottest team, the best team against the spread in all of the uh, the NCAA this year. That's right. Your favorite UNL running Rebels. You've, we, uh, we have adjusted uh, midseason on these guys. Odom, I want to talk about another guy. His name is being thrown out there for some possible jobs. They are 10-1, and one, a, a uh, nation best, 10-1 and one against the spread. All eyes on the Air Force quarterback here, Larrier, uh, because he did not take any snaps uh, in Hawaii. They were 19-point favorites and lose by double digits. Uh, UNLV Air Force, tell me about the championship game implications for the conference in this one. I would have to think it's pretty uh, pretty important with uh, these two in Fresno at the top of the uh, the top of the conference. Air Force at home in Colorado Springs, just a three-point favorite now over UNLV. Boy, it, like you said, Jimmy, it has really unraveled here for Air Force, and it started the game before that against uh, Army. 
uh, in Denver when nothing nothing went right either. I mean, this is back-to-back games when they have been nearly three TD favorites, Jimmy, and they've lost both those games outright by double-digit margins, uh, by 20 and 14. Uh, I do this calculation. I call it against the spread usually, and I look at a two-game average. This is one of the worst two-game averages I can ever remember uh, for, for Air Force, uh, for any team, and uh, especially Air Force, which had been such a good overachiever for so long. But you can trace this back to Larry. There's a very fine line. We've talked about this a lot, Jimmy, before. Very fine line, these teams that run the option, like uh, Air Force. And, and you get one, you pull one uh, cog out of that wheel. Uh, especially a guy like Larrier, who gave them a real dimension there with his speed. I mean, he's a Mountain West uh, 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 track and field star, too. And he gets to the edge. I mean, he's he's been gone this season, and this big play offense really worked with him, uh, even though it's on the ground. Without him, they don't have that. And even if he's in there, this leg injury has slowed him down considerably. He wasn't the same guy when he's in there against Army either. So I'm not sure he's going to get back to 100% until they maybe get to a bowl. And by the way, there are plenty of Mountain West title implications here. These two, Fresno and San Jose, ro- roaring up on the outside here. Um, and San Jose plays UNLV next week. So it's all coming down, and they could all be in the mix and even for hosting the championship game. I'm glad you mentioned Barry Odom. Uh, his name is showing up on many lists right now. And, you know, along with his offensive coordinator, Brennan Marion, remember that name, Brennan Marion. Uh, this is one of the hottest commodities now in uh, in college football as far as coordinators on their way up. Look what he's doing with this go-go UNLV offense and the true freshman quarterback, Maeva. There's talk around now that now you mentioned Odom getting on some of these lists. Uh, bringing Marion with him, and we know the way it is in the age of Nil and the portal and all that, bringing this quarterback, Jaden Maeva, with you. I hate to see them all leave UNLV at once, but Maeva is the real deal. Look what he's been doing since he came in there for Brumfield at the Vanderbilt game, and like you said, this point spread mark has been fantastic this season. Only one point spread lost that Colorado State game, a game UNLV won. I think they go into Colorado Springs and win this thing outright, Jimmy. Uh, they're right now, they're good. It's time we buy into these guys. And we have. We've talked about them this year in Air Force. It's a sell right now on the Falcons, unfortunately. UNLV, yeah, I, all the way. That, that's, a, that's a good point that you made about uh, Maeva being a true freshman because, you know, you don't perform uh, like, like, like he's – you watch him, you think it's his 30, 35th start uh, in yeah. college football. Uh, begin, and that's, uh, that's a reflection of coaching. Uh, some good coaches. It's a good point about the hot shot offensive coordinator in Las Vegas. All right, finally, Bruce, your fifth pick of the week, the uh, go to the Big 12 in Iowa State and Texas. So Texas uh, doing it again, kind of uh, with the backup quarterback, living dangerously. Kleiman decides to go for it for the whole shebang at the four-yard line. They hold him as they overcome some uh, turnovers that set up some short touchdown opportunities and a big comeback for Kansas State and Austin. Then last week, they go down to the wire against TCU as a big favorite. But now they get their quarterback back in Ewers, but lose 1,000-yard rusher, double-digit touchdown running back for the season with a blown-out ACL. Iowa State catching 7.5 at home at night in Ames. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jonathan Brooks was like really a star for them this year running the football. What a dimension he gave them with him out. I mean, it can't help to have him out of there. But, Jimmy, you look at Texas here lately, and, you know, they remind me of like a, a front-running horse. And uh, down the stretch, uh, maybe 
think the Belmont stakes at a mile and a half, and it's hard to hang on the whole way. Man, they are. Look at what's happening to them late in all these games. TCU is 20 back, almost got them uh, last week. Uh, two weeks ago, K-State was 21 down, almost got them uh, in that game. In fact, I had forced overtime in that game, probably should have won. Almost blew a big lead, double-digit lead against Houston before that. Almost blew that as well. They haven't been covering these games either. This team is on the ropes right now, Jimmy, and all these games are turning into real scraps for them. And this is a very difficult test at Ames. What Matt Campbell has done again this year is remarkable. And here's another guy who should be on a short list for some of these other jobs, though he seems pretty content there in Ames, but they've turned things around. It took a while for Rocco Beck, the freshman. We've talked about Iowa State before this season. Uh, thrown in there in the deep end at the start when Hunter Deckers had to step away from the team. It took Beck to, you know, about a month, month and a half, but he's been very steady since, and they are running the football. The defense is there. John Heacock, the coordinator, this is the best defense probably in the Big 12. And, oh, by the way, this series has been very, very difficult for uh for Texas in recent years. They barely survived that game last year by three, and Austin did not cover that. Uh, uh, Campbell has covered several in a row in this series. It's always been tough. He beat uh, Texas by uh, 23 points a couple of years ago, 30-7, to in Sark's first uh, go-around the track uh, with the Longhorns. Iowa State is very live this week, uh, Jimmy. And, hey, who would, doesn't love some chaos that would create total chaos in the Big 12 Iowa State is capable. Texas is on the ropes here. No Brooks this week. It's Iowa State for me. All right, that's your primetime game, 8 o'clock Eastern on Fox, Texas, going to uh, Ames, Iowa. Yes, I've had plenty of those horses coming down the stretch trying to hold on. Where's the wire? Get to him. As you see again. When I get my horse, I'm going to name him Nondescript Marshall. For Bruce Nondescript Marshall, I'm Jimmy Yacht here on the Sports Betters Paradise each and every week on the Bet Rivers Network.